0: K-pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nuts. Not, <laughs> not, <think I'm laughs> not, not scared our nephew with that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> she did that. And he immediately like <laughs> turned to look at her from his breakfast that he had been eating. <laughs> Granted, he's a little over one, so like there's no words yeah but there's vibes yeah he's a scorpio he's a scorpio and his vibes are strong yeah
0: very very strong wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute let me find his birth chart i have it (laughs) i have it in here so he is a um scorpio sun a scorpio moon just like me his Thea, and a pisces rising Mm. so oh and a gemini mars with a libra mercury so we will know how he's feeling (laughs) (laughs) but only when he wants us to know Mm -hmm. and he so frequently wants us to know how he's (laughs) feeling already
1: he's very adamant about his feelings yeah and i love it yeah me too no i'm
0: I'm really here for it scorpio king my scorpio king (laughs) i support all of his scorpio decisions
1: Mm -hmm. so that's that on that. Yeah. Um K-pop. K pop. It is the 15 year anniversary of Highlight. Oh. Yes. Wow. Because we have a coworker who was into K-pop back then. Not so much now. Wow. Um, but they were talking about how them and a friend are probably gonna go to like a cafe and like talk about Highlight and like reminisce. Aww, and I was that's like, that's so cute. That's
0: cute. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So congratulations, um, Highlight. Congratulations, Highlight. That's amazing. Um I feel like I had something else K-pop related that I wanted to talk about and it is escaping me now. Ooh, I know. What? Our Just B tickets. <sighs> <sighs> that is exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, we had something. Oh my gosh, y'all. We're going to see Just Be. We are. And not only are we going to see Just Be, we are attending their concerts as the VIPs. Mm-hmm. Very, really, very, very important very. people. Not very, very the group. Very, very important
1: people. Millie, drop the knowledge on what we get. <laughs> so, OK, this is Just B's first tour. And mind you, when I was looking at all of the things that people get, I was actually pretty impressed that even GA is getting items. Yeah. You know? Like, if you're going, you're getting stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's what is said right now. This is what's currently promised. Mm-hmm. Um, so as V VIPs, that's us. We get first entry, obviously, for admission. Um, a wristband, a poster, a photo card of the group, photo cards of all six members, high touch with the group, Polaroid with you and just be. <laughs> a live fansign album and a tote bag. Oh my god, I forgot about the tote. I <laughs> fucking love tote bags, though. No. Anyway. This is our
0: first VIP experience yeah. as K-pop stands, mm-hmm. and we've been here for like seven years, yeah. y'all. It's been a minute. I'm, I, I literally know. could cry just like thinking about it, and I'm so happy that it's with Just B, a group that Millie and I treasure like so dearly mm-hmm. to our hearts. Like y'all, please, like, s- like just listen <laughs> to Just B and Monsta X's discography. Oh. Like if that's if if you could get in a minute, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah mentioned, yeah
0: like if Listen you could get that. anything out of this podcast it is that like millie and i have good taste okay mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i'm so excited to be a part i mean millie and i we just love in general being a part of people's first times yes like, in la mm-hmm. um as concert goers we find that to be very important and special yes
1: um txt mm-hmm. meet me at the altar mm-hmm
0: yeah it's it's just like not a k-pop
1: group not a k-pop
0: group group, just a good group we were there for we talked about this last episode but we were there for camp and like Mm -hmm. all that so it's like if you are able to go to concerts um that is something that you should prioritize because it is always a good time Mm -hmm. um but oh my god i'm just i'm just so excited I don't know how I'm gonna act, y'all, because- I know, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared because <laughs> throwback to the videos from KCON where we're trying to have them complete the heart and our
1: hands are shaking. shaking. And I remember when we walked away from that, yeah. when we were done with that experience, yeah. we were hyperventilating. Yeah. And this was just me. We looked at each other like, This isn't BTS. This isn't BTS. Like, imagine us there. Yeah. And, you know, it humbled me. It really did. It really, (laughs) really really did. I was humbled. And, you know what? I got to prepare. Yeah. For our coming Polaroid picture with just
0: me. Oh, gosh. Y'all, I'm about to riz up some of these. (laughs) Ah. Uh, I'm not actually, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but. I'm just saying the airdrop will be turned on in case someone <laughs> wants to give me an nda uh, but no very excited mm-hmm. i can't wait to hear all of their songs
1: live oh, i know like it's just, top that. It's just... and I, I the only question i have currently is the autograph live sign it says live fan sign slash album yeah right and I'm like, do I have to bring an album? I have just the albums. I could bring one. Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, regular VIP gets a pre-signed album. So oh, like, I so assume
0: will they, have
1: they will have it, but I might bring an album just in case. When is the concert again? March 31st. I wonder
0: if they're going to have a comeback before then. Probably not, because they would be promoting it already, but, but there's yeah. still time. There's still time.
1: At least a single one. Right now they're doing their concerts in Japan.
0: Hmm. Anyway, stay tuned for all of that,
1: (laughs) y'all. Um,
0: because that's gonna be (laughs) it's only gonna it's gonna happen at the end of March and that's gonna be the highlight of my year. Like I'm
1: (laughs) not just into making really really bold claims this year, (laughs) very
0: early. (laughs) Listen, okay, I have a new appreciation for life. I almost died like three days ago. That's true. We'll tell
1: that we'll tell that on the next episode.
0: But just know, I almost died three days ago, so I'm just proclaiming how I feel, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So on that note, let's read some fan fiction. Chapter 13. The problem with being caught in situations with your pants down, or skirt up for this matter, (laughs) was that there were only a few opportunities where one could get away with being cocky. Often it's the one who's in the position of power who gets the access pass, which in this case, it's painfully obvious it's not Lisa. (laughs) The blonde doesn't care, of course, like a goddamn shark who gets excited about the probability of blood. She hates herself for it, but she couldn't help it. She thrives in banters and sarcasm and tries to see who squirms first. What Lisa should have done was to meekly accept that she had to concede because she needed this account. But back straight and eyes try not to show any signs of backing down, The only unsure part in Lisa was the twitching between her legs that wouldn't let up since the moment she was ushered to a seat in front of the manager's table they're occupying. Because, God forbid, she's in a strange situation, yet this woman in front of her just never looked more delectable in this new twist of power. Because, let's face it, her neighbor calling the shots? Hot. (laughs) But, her neighbor was apparently her client? It's like a goddamn smut fanfic plot twist come true. Oh my god, that's so meta. i love
1: it it's like when we haven't heard it yet but it's like when the title is in the face yes <laughs> i love that moment yeah no it's like ooh, live for it
0: yeah so lisa monobon the woman's words were swirled around her tongue almost like she crooned instead of talked lisa's skin tingled at the way her last name sounded from her mouth lisa sucked in a bit of breath her eyes looking around the room subtly something to help her calm her nerves she never thought a huge office space with massive windows, a corner room to boot, and with a lovely view of the Seoul skyline would ever feel so suffocating. Never mind that the whole office was suffused with the same perfume she recognized in Jay's, well, Jenny Kim, apparently, <laughs> because maybe it's time she finally called her actual name instead of childish and playful monikers so that it can help her head get straight Family Car. Or that the arrangement of the woman's place was giving her surface level insights into her personality like how all her files were arranged neatly on one side of the table, or that there are yellow and white tulip-like flowers in a vase near her windows that just soften the room a bit. Should be interesting enough to keep her less anxious. All it seemed to make her want to do, however, was dwell on the fact that this cat-eyed brunette, who now suddenly looked a million times more intimidating in her perfect makeup and perfect poker face and perfectly ironed, how the hell, top, (laughs) (laughs) was just in fact between her legs 30 minutes ago. Jenny Kim, Lisa acknowledged with a tense nod. She wanted to call her Jay just to try and see if she could unsettle the woman for a minute and wipe that cocky look off the brunette's face. I want to say that this is a coincidence, but I find that with everything that's been going around us, it's kind of hard to think anything still is. Lisa knew she should have been more careful, more professional, but there's just something about this woman that kept stoking the inner fire in her effortlessly, and whether that's something good or bad, Lisa has yet to figure out. The cat-like eyes regarded the blonde quietly. Lisa could swear there was almost a smirk in the way her pupils seemed to turn a lighter shade. You're not the only one. Her neighbor's plump lips pursed a little. I can't seem to avoid you no matter how much I try to. (laughs) That sounded news to Lisa. You were avoiding me? I know. I literally just thought, like, why? (laughs) I know. Jenny shrugged nonchalantly. In more ways than one. Lisa crossed her arms as she evaluated Jenny's flat attempt at ins. Oh, you know what? I do not know that word. <laughs> what? I it. don't know who this man
1: is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna we're gonna need a little pronunci- um, Yeah. a pronounce.
0: Okay, wait. I love learning new words. This is great. This is fun. Insouciance. Insouciance. What does it mean?
1: Casual lack of concern. Indifference.
0: Ooh, insouciance. (laughs) I'm filing that away. That's my new favorite word. Insouciance. You have this air of insouciance about you. Oh! Yeah.
1: (laughs) She ate with that one. Yeah. Mm, okay, okay, okay.
0: Lisa crossed her arms as she evaluated Jenny's flat attempt at insouciance. There was something about someone telling Lisa they're avoiding her that just feels like she's seemingly gained an upper hand. But the blonde's not quite sure about that information yet. Her nose twisted tauntingly. Can't take the heat? Oh. The smolder in Jenny's stare as her eyes lingered at Lisa's lips while her teeth tugged at her lower lip made Lisa tremble. I think... Her dark eyes flicked towards Lisa's fingers before her tongue ran across her lips as if reminiscing a taste that's no longer there, then slowly met her eyes again.
1: You can safely say I fucking can. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like putting myself in this situation. Mm. And as we've already stated, we are Jenny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I could be more professional than Lisa's being right now. Yeah, I
0: could. But I'd be like professional with like the power of suggestion. Like, I don't know, psychological warfare. <laughs> uh-huh yeah like i will fully go full scent on pretending like this is the first time we're meeting you. yeah mm-hmm. yeah anyway lisa squeezed her eyes and took a deep breath why was it so so hard to just think of anything else around this woman without her whole skin wanting to jump into another wild sex with her fuck it is that right lisa managed to control her voice but she knew the slight smirk on her face was mocking because that wasn't what it looked like earlier when you seemingly broke your facade and sharply took the car to the parking lot jenny chuckled softly lisa could practically taste her arrogance last i checked i wasn't the one whose brain broke after yeah well turned out your mouth felt vastly different from how i tried to remember it oh lisa jenny leaned back in her chair are you conceding and here i thought we'd have a longer banter Lisa tried, but failed to suppress a shudder at the way Jenny crooned her name. The recording of Jenny moaning her name flitted through her mind. I appreciate good sex, Miss Kim. I don't shy away from admitting that.
1: Saying that out loud in a meeting. Yeah.
0: Shit. Wild. So wild. The smirk faded a little. Her neighbor's eyes colored a shade dimmer, her fingers restlessly rubbing on the table. Jenny lingered too comfortably in her paws. Lisa should have used this time to move away from the conversation and launch into her usual introductions to finally start their business, but she was far too entrenched in prolonging their tension. The tip of Jenny's tongue poking to wet her lips did not help. Your reputation precedes you. Jenny's fingers picked up and traced Lisa's embossed name on the business card that they exchanged earlier. Her sharp cat-like eyes still haven't left Lisa's. Lisa's tongue ran across the back of her teeth. She felt wary of this conversation. That's why you were avoiding me? Yes. Wow. Didn't know KT has an extensive background checked. Lisa's eyes narrowed at Jenny's scoffing. The latter was clearly undaunted by whatever they both have. Hopefully I pass with flying colors. Barely. Jenny answered dismissively before she gave a soft shrug. What do you mean? My background is impeccable. Well, your business affairs are somewhat more stable than the others. That one I can assure you. Lisa was taken aback. She was sure that was a diss. Lisa's taken so much pride in her output that she doesn't remember coming across anyone who has questioned her work before. The great parts must be about my team's good work, Lisa asserted, a bolder stance as she crossed her legs and leaned forward. Business development was also her playground, and she knew how to play well. That I'm very confident about, or Jisoo wouldn't recommend me here. Jenny's eyes fluttered a little before taking a long breath. Yes, that's exactly the problem. Lisa did not miss the way Jenny's eyes lingered on her lips for a moment before she sharply looked at the blonde in her eyes. I don't go by just reputation, Lisa, because if I did, you probably would not be here. Lisa's forehead creased. Why do they keep coming back to reputation? Surely Jisoo should have briefed Jenny about how good they were in the first place. You may have pitched to Jisoo, but as you may have heard, she's now looking after Japan as a country manager. Jenny's fingers on the business card were as stiff as the eyes that were assessing her. Now that I'm looking after this remit, I only have a general idea of what you're planning to do, but not exactly a drill down of what solutions you plan to offer to our pain points. I won't handle a project that I don't know the minute details of. I don't care if you could pull off magic, but I am very much involved in this project, and I have to know how you plan to do things and why. Jenny flattened Lisa's business card on the table pensively, buying the latter a few tense minutes. Lisa's eyes watched as the brunette's two fingers heavily pushed the card across the table to align with her laptop. Lisa bit hard on her lip, reminded of the delight those fingers can do. God damn! what is it about this woman that everything about her just oozes sensuality? <laughs> I'm sure you understand why I need you to present the strategy again. I trusted Jisoo to take liberties with this project, but I don't know how you work exactly. The blonde watched as the brunette mindlessly ran small circles on her business card with the same two fingers. Lisa could swear she could feel those circles on her greedy clit now. I think we can safely say I give satisfaction for every work that I do. Lisa couldn't help herself, as she playfully retorted, poker face. She almost swallowed her indiscretion, however, when Jenny looked at her carefully. I only work with the best, Lisa. Her neighbor cleared her throat. I'm not paying for little retorts, so if you're not up for it, Lisa cursed herself. She shouldn't have given in to her cockiness. My team is one of, if not the best, out there. Lisa interjected, desperate to realign the topic. I can give you references of our clients to confirm how well we've done our jobs. Tell me what I need to do to convince you. I'll do anything, Lisa almost wanted to append. Anything, anything to make you choose. Wednesday, Jenny's words cut through Lisa's thoughts. Same time, come back with the layout of how you understood our pain points and intend to address them. How you will go through the digitization solutions and which apps need to be converted. How you're going to do it with the least amount of interruption. My team can do that? Sure. Jenny's gaze lingered on Lisa's for a bit. Something in her cat-like eyes shifted, a softness that kept stubbornly trying to surface whenever her eyes latched on a little too long at the blonde's face. Convince me you're worth my trust, the brunette's words arrived soft yet concluding. And you'll have my investment. The straight line of her client's lips was firm. Lisa could see through the facade, however. She could admit Jenny was calling the shots and they meant business. Yes. Yet it also felt personal, and she wasn't quite sure yet what it meant. Worthy doesn't even cut it. Lisa's answer came quietly after a few tense moments. Something about this exchange made her feel like she wasn't just offering her professional engagement. When I'm committed, I won't let you down. The brunette held her stare for a minute. There was so much left unsaid between their silences that they were becoming so loud in between. The former nodded, conceding. She sighed, a hint of reluctance in her face. Thank you for meeting me today. Then, Jenny stood up and offered her hand. Lisa hesitantly stood up and collected her bag along with the unused presentation deck. She didn't want to leave yet. It didn't feel like this was how she wanted to end today's meeting. It didn't feel like the mark she wanted to leave. She reached to shake Jenny's hand. No, thank you for making time for me. The latter's grip initially felt firm as it wrapped around Lisa's. It eventually molded warmly into her palm, skins trying to fill all spaces. The brunette's thumb glided languidly across her skin as if trying to remember their touch as much as possible. Loud. It was so loud. Lisa's pulse was practically hammering from the sudden spike of her heartbeat that filled her head. Jenny's hand shifted slightly, and Lisa could swear she could feel the woman's race pulse practically vibrating through her skin. They're both trembling. And they're both pretending they're not. Lisa was caught off guard how Jenny could see in cold one moment and yet feel so soft in her hands the same way Jay did whenever the blonde touched her like a surface-level stoicism that crumbles whenever they collide. Lisa didn't like it. She didn't like this carefulness she felt in Jay, nor did she like the way the woman's eyes mirrored how she felt, some parts soft yearning, some parts intense want. She didn't like it. Those emotions unsettled her. It scared her. It was making her yearn for more when she shouldn't. They stayed there for a moment, Lisa looking at the way their hands wrapped around each other and Jenny studying a bewildered Lisa like a puzzle she's trying to figure out. Lisa bit on her lips, a nagging speculation occupying her head. She didn't want to entertain the thought, but her stubbornness was winning. After all, wasn't it easier to slip into masks and put up walls if she knew exactly what they have and not something else she's entirely unprepared for? Bringing it up could be a huge mistake, but haven't they already shown their cards anyway? When her eyes raised to meet Jenny's, they were a shade defiant. So... You really knew who I was before this meeting? It was not a question. Lisa's hand did not release Jenny's. Her neighbor's soft eyes confusedly narrowed a little. Lisa could see her preparing to slip into defense. Yes. How much of me? Lisa's grip tightened a little. See, Lisa, Jenny's drawl stuck hard to Lisa's brain more than she liked. There's this thing that we do in the industry, something you should have done before you met me today. Oh. It's called research. (laughs) Lisa couldn't stop a chuckle from escaping her mouth. The following words, however, were rather acerbic. Was it a part of research to include consorting with your contractor? Jenny's nails practically dug a crack on Lisa's skin. Suddenly the room felt smaller than ever. Lisa couldn't help it. She had to know. Somehow she wanted to know where she stood. Anything to nip all these soft thoughts she's harboring for her neighbor in the bud. She'd rather walk away from this place thinking she was used instead of letting Jenny's confusing affection play with her feelings. Lisa can't entertain them. She can't even stop daydreaming about her neighbor for fuck's sake. (laughs) So maybe it was necessary to demonize and paint Jenny as someone else in her head. An opportunistic client sounded like something much more up Lisa's alley. It's clear cut. It's all lust. It's just sex. Nothing else. No fluttering feelings. Between the pregnant pause and the exchange of sharp stares, it's evident that they were both trying to figure out how not to snap each other's heads in the process. It's not exactly a secret, Jenny's eyes were sharp, not backing down, that this account is massive enough for anyone to want it. Be desperate for it, even. Lisa's lips closed firm, trying not to get unsettled by Jenny's revelation. Tell me, Monobon, Jenny's voice dropped to a seductively low whisper, how much are you willing to work for this account? The warmth of her breath ran across Lisa's cheeks, tauntingly. Lisa's mouth nearly dropped. She hated that Jenny could easily rattle her even when she's fiercely trying to put up walls. She hated that her neighbor needed only to do the bare minimum to turn her on massively. As simple as breathing. Jesus Christ. She stopped herself short of wanting to chase after the mouth that tormented her. She allowed herself an exhale and composed herself. I am professional enough to deliver, just so you know. Lisa's eyes leveled with Jenny's context heavy around her sharp irises, but I also want you to know that I get what I want, and I will do everything to achieve that. Lisa tried to pull her hand free, but Jenny pulled her hand back, as firm as the beautifully strained veins on her neck. And what is it exactly that you want? Lisa's jaws flattened in contempt, but the brown irises of the cat-like eyes in front of her never faltered. They were intimidating and beautiful, and they held so many secrets. Lisa understood what it meant to be captivated by those eyes, both in reality where they towed the line between professional and sexual capacities, and at night when Lisa imagined them and she still enraptured fully. What does she really want with Jenny? She doesn't know. But for now, Lisa wants more, even if she shouldn't. And maybe that's enough. Just client and contractor, right? Just sex and an account, right? Right? You and everything you can give. Lisa whispered, her chin jutted a little brazenly. Miss Kim. Hey girl. <laughs> her neighbor considered her carefully. Then I can't wait to see how you will do on Wednesday, Miss Monobon. Jenny's eyes were clear, but there's a hint of mischievousness in her barely there smirk. Do well, I'm kind of hard to please. Uh, Not if it's me, Lisa I retorted.
1: It's like she pulled Jenny
0: closer. Me?
1: Then
0: whispered in her ear. I think we can safely agree. I provide a mind blowing service. And with that, Lisa left the room, leaving a pointed look at her neighbor, ensuring she had driven her point across. That was how you end a meeting. She could almost swear she saw her neighbor shiver a little. And that is the end of this chapter, y'all. Okay. (laughs) That was good. Really good. Love the tension, love the um, insinuations. I think they're on two different
1: pages. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Just a little bit, just a little bit. Lisa needs to get it the fuck together.
1: Yeah. Um, Because I feel like Lisa at this point still thinks that she can turn her brain off to the idea of being actually committed yeah to jenny, where jenny has already realized that this is what she wants she just needs it to be proven yeah that they both can do this together yeah
0: the added layer of like
1: professionalism though mm-hmm. makes things a little complicated Yeah,
0: sticky um very much a scapegoat um but yeah things are getting a little spicy <laughs>
1: Cause I'm too spicy for you. <laughs> <laughs> too spicy. Alright, I am Baja blasted and I am ready <laughs> to read my chapter.
0: She's not really a Baja Blast.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that I got at like ten in the morning. It's it's a day. It's 2 PM. <laughs> Maybe I've been nursing the bottom list. We don't need to talk about that. They don't know what time it is. Oh my god. Chapter 14. Do not romanticize. This is a rule, obviously. Yeah. Do not think those looks mean anything. Do not replay moments in your head. You're seeing them through rose-tinted glasses. Million nods do not approve this message. <laughs> well, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say that the last bit is usually true when you're thinking mm. about the past mm. i'm not saying true. this for yeah. future yeah, yeah, yeah. uh relationships right but you're seeing them through rose-tinted glasses yeah is definitely for the past yeah that is true mm-hmm. that message we approve that I everything agree. else and everything else i'm like no romanticize romanticize mm-hmm. it's fine just don't hurt anybody <laughs> yeah or yourself but yeah rose's voice broke against her reverie I'm supposed to let you know that your mother is begging you to check her messages and stop ignoring her. Lisa sighed. When she asked God for a best friend, she didn't mean someone who would be best friends with her mother." (laughs) That's terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that. I'm not. Lisa's fingers mindlessly ran across her laptop's trackpad. I just got too preoccupied with the meeting today. As if to add to Rosé's point, her phone vibrated again. Another sigh left Lisa's lips. She grabbed her phone that was haphazardly thrown on the table this morning along with the useless printed presentation decks. She found the messages and missed calls she got from this morning, most of them indeed coming from her mother. She threw her phone back carelessly on the papers strewn askew on the desk. Lisa's not yet ready to be faced with an avalanche of other people's emotions while she's still stewing on her own, as her headspace clearly still hasn't left that corner office on the 16th floor of KT Telecom. Like, seriously, what the fuck just happened back there? She was supposed to be professional, but she let her stupid, horny self take over that business development opportunity. It's a good thing she didn't sabotage it right then and there. Lisa drew a deep sigh. It was the first time something like this had ever happened to her. It just discombobulated her how her neighbor could affect her so much like that. Rosé crossed her arms as she leaned on Lisa's table. The tie pretended to be preoccupied with the blank space in her email composer, but the pink-haired woman's stare was unnerving. I really wanted to tell her I'm not her daughter's keeper, but I don't want to be cut off from your Sunday lunches and miss out on her green curry. She eyed Lisa testily, but refrained from raising her voice. I also meant to ask about the meeting, but with the way you're scowling, I'm going to assume it did not go well. Lisa massaged her fingers onto her forehead. She contemplated how to deliver the news with the least amount of panic she could solicit from her project manager. Let's assess the situation, shall we? Lawful good. We're not yet screwed true neutral we just need to present the solutions again to convince the client we're the real deal chaotic evil apparently i've been screwing the client and to be honest i can't stop (laughs) i don't want to stop i love that thought process yeah me too i actually (laughs) might steal that (laughs) when i'm stressed yeah just put it into the categories of lawful good true neutral and chaotic evil. yeah yeah no that's good that was a little bit of a stroke of genius yeah Lisa winced at the realization of how deep she had waded in the pool of morally conflicting decisions. I want to say yes. Lisa dragged out the words as they remained hazy in her head. She could see Ryujin straining to listen from her, other- <laughs> to her from the other table. She chose her words carefully. We're still good with the account, but we need to prove our worth. Rose uncrossed her arms tentatively, her eyebrows scrunching instead. That doesn't sound bad. What do we need to do? apparently just present the whole thing again. I don't get it. We just explain the whole process and present the proposition again. No, I understand that. Rosé's words curled around her accent harder like it always does when she's pissed. But isn't that exactly what you did for Jisoo? What's the difference this time? Well, to be fair, Jisoo already trusted us with the liberties. When I presented to her the overview, I didn't really need to drill down as we've already been talking about what to do for like the longest time until we tried getting this project approved. Her best friend was trying not to scowl as she took in her explanation, obviously not happy she took a shortcut. There were perks to being Jisoo's friend. They didn't really have to go through the nitty gritty of things. This new manager wants more details. She says she wants to make sure she can trust our plans and commitment. I'm going to overlook the part that you did not do a full detailed presentation to KT, Rosé's hands flicked in the air. It sounded like she was almost telling it to herself, then to Lisa. But I just don't get the additional layer. This is gonna cost us time. We've had a really good track with our implementations and it should really speak for itself. Lisa could see Rosé picking through her words as the girl paced. Ryujin just fidgeted in her corner, carefully glancing at Rosé every now and then. It clicks for her best friend sooner than later. Wait, did you say she doesn't trust us? Because that's different. The blonde swallowed thickly. Fuck best friends who have heightened bullshit radars because they're (laughs) also best friends with your mother. Yeah, well, Lisa's nose scrunched as she tried to tune out everyone. Her fingers found her phone and finally started going through her mom's messages to buy her time. Lisa, can you please stop ignoring my messages? Your father isn't joining this Sunday. He's still in London till next week. Please, sweetheart, you haven't dropped by in a long time. And accidentally opened a new message from Jisoo, which promptly made her eye roll. Wait, your stupid ass thought you were meeting young (laughs) Young (laughs) Sook Yeah, well, who I met was worse, honestly, Lisa replied in her head. Imagine being reduced to a horny mess and delighting herself in sexual tension between them while skirting around delicate business. At least young Young Sook, whoever he was, couldn't have aroused that out of her. Not to say that she wouldn't want to be in that situation again with Jenny, but and Rose's impatient voice pierced through her dawdle. What do you mean, yeah well? What like what the hell happened? Another message went in. Lisa went back to her mother's message thread. It's just the two of us. Please visit your lonely mother this weekend. Lisa sighed and quickly typed a short response. I'll be there. Well, Lisa tentatively answered. I think she hates my guts. Wouldn't be the first time someone did, (laughs) I think. Ryujin snorted. Lisa playfully chucked a pen towards the girl's head. Ryujin's cackle echoed in the room. Lisa, seriously, do I need to intervene here? Rosé sounded irritated. It usually doesn't affect the blonde when the Australian's testy, but today it added another pressure to her nerves. It's one thing that she's being questioned, but it's another when she's made to feel like she can't do things. She was about to sharply retort when she heard another beep. I miss you, sweetheart. Please? Lisa's exhale stuttered through her teeth. She won't admit it, but her mother has a knack for keeping her grounded inadvertently. The few seconds brought Lisa some time to reorganize her thoughts see you and almost as an afterthought i love you look lisa came back collected trying hard not to show her uncertainty here are the facts the project was just transitioned and the new manager needed to be much more hands-on with things all we need to do is present the solution again to them maybe in a much more structured manner as we're presenting to someone who has zero idea how we operate. I need to research a bit about all the other third party solutions we can append as we're going to be working with legacy systems. So I need your help, she nodded to Ryujin, for that. Otherwise, nothing we can't handle. Nothing I, she looked sharply at Rose to get her point across, can't handle. Rose studied her indignantly. Lisa knew it wasn't enough for her best friend, but it was the only point she needed to come across. The tension in the room was palpable. Rose's gaze softened considerably when she looked at Ryujin. Babe, could you kindly give us some time, please? I just need to talk to Lisa for a second. Ryujin reluctantly nodded. She hated being left out of their meetings, but she also knew she couldn't cross her managers. I'll go grab lunch. Do you guys want anything from downstairs? Lisa shook her head. Rosé's gaze went back to study Lisa as she waited for their associate to leave the room. Lisa, Rosé started after a few quiet minutes. I know you hate opening up to me and stuff, even if I'm your best friend, but you have to give me something to work with here. What really happened and how deep in shit are we? Deep, the image of Jenny, deep in her, flitted through her mind. Lisa tried to stop a shiver from betraying her. I told you, the new head doesn't know us. That's why we're presenting again, that's it. Then why would you say she hated your guts then? Bingo, either Lisa's a really lousy liar or Rosé's just a genius with nitpicking. (laughs) Lisa scowled, refusing to let it get to her. She would rather die than admit to (laughs) She would rather die than ever admit to anyone she needs help. Not that she needed help with this particular situation either. Honestly, I don't know. It was the closest to the truth she could come up with. She kept saying something about my reputation preceding me. I'm trying to remember if we had any failed projects that got to KT, but I'm pretty sure we have good relationships with all of our clients. Rosé softened a little. She said, reputation? Like our company? Our team." Lisa's eyebrows furrowed when it dawned on her as she remembered how those cat-like eyes kept narrowing whenever she talked about Lisa's reputation. Actually, I think she was just pertaining to me. Lisa. Rosé's eyes widened. Was she? No. Lisa shook her head adamantly at what her best friend was insinuating. I would know. I would remember. Because I couldn't possibly forget her if I had a one-night stand with her then, just like I couldn't get her out of my head now. Are you sure? yes i'm positive rose shifted a little on the table she was leaning against she started biting her thumb as she deliberated all options did jisoo say anything have you talked to her no she lisa clucked her tongue and thought i haven't talked to her yet but i highly doubt jisoo has anything to do with this she sounded earnest this morning and she was accommodating the last time you think jisoo badmouthed us or no that's not jisoo she trusts us that's also not like her If there's an issue, she would ask us directly. Rosé exhaled in relief. That's good. I kind of thought... No, Jisoo's not like that, if that's what you mean. I trust Jisoo. She's been nothing but sincere. Rosé nodded, both of them contemplating in silence. So, Rosé bit her lip nervously. What do we do? We present, Lisa replied in resignation. All possible solutions. That's what we do best. Rosé nodded, her inner instincts kicking in. She's already probably enumerating what she needed to do to cinch that pre-sales pitch. Okay, we can both focus on this. Let's present something robust next week. I'll get Ryujin to start on the research. The project with Antelope is closing, so I will have time to go over the weekend if you need me to. Rosé shifted into a headspace so quickly that it gave Lisa some sort of whiplash. Wait, slow down. What do you mean we? The two of us. You present the pre-sales solutions. I'll come with you to explain how we'll execute the implementation. Ryujin can come with us on standby if she needs to pull some details. She has done her parts with digital implementation too. We can all... Rosé, stop. No. I'll still take the lead on this. I presented alone earlier. I can do this alone. And look what that got you, Rosé snapped. Oof. Lisa stood up and propped her hands on the table, livid. What do you mean? I didn't get us in this shit. I'm not saying you're wrong. Rosé modulated Lisa's emotions with calm words and deep breaths. If anything, the girl knew how to tame Lisa's outbursts. Technically, you didn't present to Jisoo with the full brief. If she had that, maybe the new head could have read it. Lisa was about to speak, but the Australian shushed her. Again, I'm not saying it was your fault. I'm just saying it could have been different. Those were our controllables. Maybe we didn't have to present again. Maybe we're just answering questions in loose ends. Those are two different things, Lisa. Lisa's mouth opened, then closed in retreat. She then slumped back in her chair, fingers massaging her temples. Her next words were significantly calmer, but meek. Do you not trust I can do this? Lise, it's not that I don't trust you, but why don't you want to accept our help? I can help you have an edge. We can help you have an edge. It's not that, but Rosé, this is my job. And it's also our job to make each other successful, but you have to tell me what bothers you. Rosé eased in front of her and rested her arms on the table, studying Lisa. Take this help. We'll present it together next week. Let me take over the mixer as well, this Tuesday, to get that off your plate. Nuh-uh, Rosé shushed her friend again before she could complain. I'll do it. I know you like your socials, but we need to focus on this. It's just one that you're missing for this year. It's not a bad trade-off. Are we clear? Lisa panicked a little. KT Telecom was on the list of attendees at that mixer. It meant Jenny would be there, and she would miss the opportunity to socialize with the woman again before her presentation next week that decides their fate with the telecom company. It's not socials, Rosé, it's business development. Lisa argued hard, not letting the idea of flirting with her neighbor on the mixer color her tone. Besides, I need this to understand our client. KT will be there. I need to know everything I can. I need to build more contacts for the next quarter. Fine, the pink head gritted her teeth. But you better come back with more research or I'm gonna hit your hungover head the next day. Trust me, Lisa caught Rosé's hard gaze. This is all business. Lisa knew she was convincing herself more than she was convincing Rosé. Of course, this was all business indeed, wasn't it? Time skip. The following days were far too long and packed for Lisa, exactly the way she liked it. It stopped her from thinking, from wishing. Sometimes it didn't stop her from hoping, however, whenever she caught herself glancing at her neighbor's door before she came in, or gazing at the unmoving curtains from the other window. Or how it didn't stop her from longing, when she tried to touch herself out of sheer frustration on Thursday, and imagining random women apparently proved to be tough, her thoughts kept straying towards those smoldering cat-like eyes, or the tip of a tongue running on blood-red lips, and again she was easily parched, and hazy, and craving, and hating herself for being too goddamn needy for someone she's supposed to be trying to professionally, or maybe sexually, overcome. And Friday was pretty much just the same, except the late night found her brooding in her balcony with a tall glass of wine. The next day wasn't any better. Lisa ran two additional kilometers on the treadmill and added additional sets with her boxing trainer. It felt as frustrating as it was annoying, as it was confusing and maybe a tad bit embarrassing, how at the end of all of these, Saturday night found her sprawled on the living room floor, two empty cans of beer beside her and just staring at the ceiling, refusing to move, refusing to do anything. <laughs> she just allowed Jenny to flit in and out of her mind as she lay there, pride too full for her hands to find her phone and text the girl, her fingers massaging her temples instead. She's tired, and she just wanted to be back to her usual and hang out at the bars on a Saturday night. Instead, she's here, trying to find a semblance of quiet between her floor and her two beers and trying to stop herself from drowning in alcohol again to stop thinking. She does have to drive to her mother's place tomorrow, and she doesn't really need a Sunday hangover to accompany her. And besides, what was she going to say? I know we need to present to you on Wednesday, but if you're not above screwing your contractors, do you want to fuck or something? (laughs) Even Lisa has a bit of dignity for that. Lisa started to feel neglected. In between her tight schedules and lack of sex, she's getting dormant. She has too much pent-up tension and none of the release. Her fingers ran across her thighs. She felt the heat trace after her fingers an ache that only someone specific could parch. She squeezed her eyes defeatedly. Maybe this was the part she's finally accepting that it hadn't been a one-time thing it's unsettling to lisa these habits that she's beginning to form she has never taken the time to sift through her emotions lately while she felt glad her schedule wasn't permitting her to overthink it still bothered her that she was getting attached it's not quite like her to feel this way to someone and it has become like a foreign limb that grew overnight it's there it weighs heavy and she's still not sure why it's there and how it grew there in the first place she brought these emotions with her as she drove to her mother's place on sunday morning The drive towards the city outskirts providing Lisa with some downtime she wasn't expecting. So maybe it was evident in her face when she reached her mother's house that the older Monobon immediately coddled her daughter, automatically irking the younger. Mom, I'm fine, stop fussing. Her pushes weren't at all with force as she pried herself slowly from her mother's sunscreen slathered limbs, but it stopped Mrs. Monobon anyway. She clucked her tongue harshly as her hands cupped around Lisa's face. You don't look like yourself. Is everything okay at work? Are you eating well? Yeah, I do. Don't worry. Your refrigerator is full of beers. Don't lie to me. (laughs) The gasp was louder than Lisa intended to slip. I'm not lying. I have takeaways, okay? (laughs) Just because I don't cook doesn't mean I can't eat properly. Lisa's eyes narrowed. Wait, how did you know about that? Did Rosé tell you I'm gonna... She couldn't say no to the dinners I sent her. Mrs. Monobon waved her hand flippantly. She's just worried about you. If she's worried about me, she'll fill my place with food herself, not report my (laughs) daily life to you. Mrs. Manoban clucked her tongue. You're incredibly defensive about your kitchen for someone who supposedly eats well. Lisa sullenly pouted, a usual regression to a child around her mother as an automatic response. Her eyes studied the silk shorts and cami top on her mother and lightly regretted not bringing her own swimsuit. Mrs. Manoban, for a middle-aged Asian woman, was still very active with her body and often used mornings to bask under the South Korean sun, an activity the older woman missed in Thailand. It was quite common for Lisa to step into the Monobon household and find her mother slithed with sunscreen and wearing a burry hat while sipping some bubbly. It wasn't as hot as Thailand, of course, but some mornings are less chilly than others, like today. You have your old clothes upstairs, her mother commented knowingly as she walked back towards the backyard barefoot. Lisa watched her disappear into the door as she grabbed soda water from the chiller. I'm all right. I don't want to drive back to the city sweaty. Just take a shower upstairs, sweetheart. Your excuses are getting lamer by the minute. She yelled back from the backyard. Lisa rolled her eyes. Of course she didn't want to sunbathe. It meant possibly staying in her mother's house longer than she wanted to, instead of just dining and dashing. No, I really don't want to stay too long. I have work to finish today. Liar. (laughs) Lisa's face dropped as she she stepped into the backyard and found Rosé lounging on a towel beside the swimming pool, wearing her favorite oversized YSL sunglasses and two-piece swimsuit. Shout out Rosé. Shout out Rosé. Her mother grinned from the reclining garden chair not too far from the girl, already with sunglasses on her face and a bubbly in her hand. Lisa folded her arms across her chest. I didn't know I was sharing the morning with traitors. You're so overdramatic, Rosé snorted, body basking with a delightful shimmery sheen of sunscreen under the morning sun. You said it's just the two of us, Lisa scowled at her mother. I was in the neighborhood, Rosé tilted her chin to the sun while her mom just smiled, connivingly like i said traitors lisa sat on one of the reclining chairs under a parasol near her mother and guzzled her soda water brave of you to be here after telling my mother about my kitchen stop picking fights with people who care about you her mother scolded or just making sure you're all right that's what i told her too mommy lisa sighed again in defeat she never did win with the women in her life <laughs> so her mother's frown was pronounced why do you look stressed Lisa's eyes quickly flitted towards her mother. Just work. You know how it goes. No. You've worked in that firm for years. You love your work. Or at least it wasn't making you look like this. Lisa took a drink. Like what? Her mother looked at her contemplatively. Unsure. Ooh. <laughs> I would be so unsettled if someone looked at me and told me I looked unsure. Yeah,
0: that'd be a lot to, like, deal with. Don't
1: perceive me, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay being perceived. (laughs) I just prefer to be perceived as things like confident and cute. (laughs) Crafty. (laughs) Lisa's eyebrows knitted together as she played with the soda water in her mouth. Mrs. Monabon sat up to refill her glass, then filled a separate one and extended to hand it to her daughter. The latter eyed the peace offering with slight contempt. Stop pretending you don't need one and tell me what's really making you like this. What? Rosé didn't tell you about my whole life? I'm surprised. Stop hating on your best friend. She's just concerned. More like she's concerned about her seat in your kitchen. She stared daggers at the girl who feigned nonchalance under the sun. Did you know she told me she just didn't want to miss out on your food? That's why she keeps ratting me out. I'm very loyal to your mother. To her food. There's a difference, Lisa scoffed at her best friend. Hush. You two are worse than kids. To her. You. Mrs. Monabon called Lisa's attention. Get this glass now, and you, young lady, she called out to Rosé, tell me what Lisa's problem is. (laughs) Lisa took the glass and gingerly held on to it while she continued drinking her soda water. Rosé looked at the blonde and sighed dramatically. Mom, Lisa's my best friend, but she would kill me first before she ever attempts to open up to her deepest fears with me. Goddamn right, Lisa uttered under her breath. Have you been making my daughter work too much to even visit me? Mom, Lisa (laughs) groaned. I told you, I've been busy. Mrs. Monaban hummed in her glass while Rosé chuckled. If she's ever busy, Mom, it's definitely not about work. Unless the gay clubs are now paying Lisa to work for them. (laughs) I haven't been out to clubs lately, leave me alone. Babe, we both know hell would freeze first before you stop going to any of them. Hasn't a nice woman found you yet, Mrs. Monaban? clucked her tongue. Because maybe you'd start making time for the right things when they finally do. (laughs) Oh! Rosé laughed out loud. Lisa just shook her head. What? At the rate you've been, well, not dating, you're not going to fund love at all. Might as well bank on your future woman to find you instead. You know I don't believe in love, Lisa finally replied, or commitments. I'd rather adopt a child if you wanted a grandchild, but I'm not meant for relationships. I don't want a grandchild. I want you to be happy. Those are two different things. <sighs> wow. I know That was healing. I wish I, I... could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone be like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I am happy. Her mom tilted her sunglasses to look at Lisa. You know, there's also happiness in not being alone. I'm not lonely. The answer came faster than Lisa intended it to. (laughs) I know, Mrs. Monabon replied knowingly. She pulled herself up and started heading inside the house with the remaining glass of bubbly in her hand. People occupying your time may seem tolerable, but it doesn't mean it's enough that they don't get to know who you are and you don't even bare your soul to any of them. "'Amen,' piped up Rosé. <laughs> "'Mrs. Bonobon raised her glass to Rosé "'before stepping inside the house and hollering her closing words. "'Basil beef in thirty minutes, kids. Don't burn too much.' "'Lisa's eyes rolled again before taking a swig of the bubbly. "'She grimaced a bit at the sweet taste. Was it Prosecco? "'Her mom must have opened a fresh bottle of her Sunday favorite, Bottega.' She must have been grimacing too much at her drink that she didn't even notice that Rosé was already settling herself on her mother's reclining chair. There was tentativeness in her look, even if her face was half covered by her YSL glasses. What? Rosé just stared at her, body deliciously slightly tanned and shining with glittery sunscreen. Sometimes, Lisa wondered why, for all the gorgeousness evident in her best friend. She never fell in love with her. She noted the lack of her body's response. Perhaps sexual chemistry just never came around. Unlike someone, she's seen through a window and has had a massive effect on her. Well... What? Lisa replied dully. Rosé took a beat before she replied. You're not going to tell me what's wrong, are you? Lisa's eyebrows twisted hesitantly. What do you mean? You do look different, babe. You rarely let work get to you. What's new this time? Different how? Rosé's eyebrows twisted in thought. Like you're frustrated to the point that you want to rip your hair out. (laughs) That's not new. It isn't, Rosé conceded. But this does look like you're dealing with something out of your league. I don't know. Don't ask. You just look like you're lost. Lisa sipped on her Prosecco silently.
0: Lost my way!
1: (laughs) Is it a girl? Lisa wished her flinch wasn't too hard to be obvious, but Rosé saw right through her. Oh my god, are you in love? No. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. No, the response was too loud and too abrupt for Lisa to rebound from. <laughs> she squeezed her eyes shut and composed herself. She remembered how she often replayed everything in her head, how Jenny's eyes softened towards her, how Jenny occupied everything in her head these few- these past few days. That's not being in love, is it? No, that's stupid. No, Lisa murmured, no, I'm not in love. Okay, Rosé tentative- tentatively broached, then what's wrong? Lisa licked her lips twice, trying to get her mouth to say the right thing. Well, what do you call it when she keeps gravitating towards the same person on empty times? Or even on non-empty times? What do you call it when you're plagued by the sweat on someone's skin, the gas that keeps rigging in your ear, the heat you can almost feel on your skin? She tried to compose her thoughts. The stray towards feisty cat-like eyes that gaze at her like she's golden. Lisa felt the air was sucked out of her mouth. It was hard enough to maintain composure and speak her thoughts when she wasn't plagued by someone's warmth and smile. She fucked it up anyway. I think I'm infatuated. Lisa's eyes squeezed shut at her choice of words. She sounded like a schoolgirl admitting a crush. Infatuated, Rosé repeated. Oh my god, tell me about her. Lisa... (laughs) When Lisa bulked and started hiding in her palms, her best friend backpedaled a bit. Okay, calm down. It's not the end of the world, Lisa. Let's narrow this down. This with whom? I can't tell you. Okay, Rosé tried to grasp at practically non-existent straws. So you have a crush. What's the problem? Lisa quickly looked back, checking if her mother was within earshot. <laughs> she looked at Rosé with a gravity of unsureness that Rosé's heart dipped in empathy for her best friend. Lisa, you know it's okay, right? No, Lisa stressed. I can't hurt anyone. Lise, it's just caring for someone. Just take baby steps. I don't Lisa half screamed before she adjusted herself to make sure her mother didn't hear her. I don't even know if I care enough. Relax. Okay, so maybe you just like someone. It's fine. Just just take it one day at a time, okay? Rose reached out to Lisa's arm and caressed it. Look, I know you won't tell me anything about it, but it's not the end of the world when it happens. Just take it slowly. <laughs> Lisa bit on her trembling lip. I just don't want to hurt anyone. Rosé's gaze turned apologetic. As much as she hates how her best friend was the most stubborn person in the world, there's still a soft spot for Lisa and her heart, a burrowing warmth that's only reserved for people who take upon bad things and pretend that they're their burden in the first place. They are gold in Rosé's heart, but they often turn into a shimmering, damp auburn when they let themselves be less than the light that they should be, and Rosé can't let that happen to her best friend. You won't, Rosé assured but don't hurt yourself trying to stop them from liking or caring for you, okay? Lunchtime, ladies! Both women looked up towards the house, grateful for the little privacy they were afforded. Lisa nodded, then pleadingly looked at Rosé. Her best friend nodded knowingly. It meant that she can't tell her mother about this. She's always known how to handle Lisa. She waits until she's ready, but until then, she plays pretend that Lisa's strong enough to battle her ghosts. This time, though, Rosé wishes her best friend won't hurt herself, trying to put up walls that maybe she doesn't even need in the first place and that's the end of this chapter bars <sighs> we had a great Rosé moment yeah shout out Rosé shout out Rosé she's so smart yeah Rosé all day <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got a lot to unfold mm-hmm. Lisa still got a lot
1: to face yeah so I can't believe she's that embarrassed about liking someone but then again I feel like I've known people like that yeah Where I'm just like it's fine <laughs> just have fun yeah but that'll conclude this episode, y'all. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at k Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase, on all social media platforms.
0: And if you like us and want to let us know, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of k Pillow Talk.
1: I'm Millie. I'm nuts. What well, a hey!